Hi, this is Dr. Karen Becker, and tick paralysis, or more descriptively, tick bite paralysis, is a reaction to a tick bite that occurs in some, but not all, pets. Most common in North America, dogs. Cats in North America appear to be either be resistant to the toxin that triggers the condition, or they're such efficient groomers that the ticks don't have time to really stay attached long enough to transmit the toxin. But we know that cats in North America um, are better off. However, the situation in Australia is very, very different. Australia is where this disease is most prevalent, and both dogs and cats are affected there. In fact, tick paralysis is one of the most common preventable causes of death in dogs and cats along the east coast of Australia, with some 10,000 dogs being affected each year, 5% of them being fatally affected. The condition occurs due to a potent toxin contained in the saliva of several species of female ticks. The toxin enters the dog's bloodstream as the tick feeds on its host, and it prevents the release of acetylcholine, which is a neurotransmitter that communicates with the muscles of the body. The ticks most often associated with this condition in North America are the Rocky Mountain Wood Tick and the American Dog Tick. Most cases of tick paralysis in the U.S. occur from April to June. Ticks carrying the toxin must be attached for about four days, and symptoms of tick bite paralysis begin to occur within five to seven days after attachment. In many cases, there are multiple tick bites, but paralysis can certainly occur with a bite of just one tick. One of the first signs observed is you'll notice a change in the in the bark of your dog. So the bark just becomes very, very different. There may also be regurgitation of food as the muscles of the throat and the esophagus weaken. As the level of toxin rises in the bloodstream of the dog, it causes loss of voluntary movement as it attacks the nerves that connect the spinal cord and muscles. The back legs go first, so the back legs become weak and wobbly, and then they develop flaccid or floppy paralysis. Other symptoms can include vomiting, unsteadiness, high blood pressure, an elevated heart rate, and poor reflexes. And actually, poor reflexes can evolve into no reflexes. There can also be difficulty eating, excessive drooling, or megaesophagus, which is an enlarged esophagus, as well as dilated pupils. Left unchecked, the paralysis moves from the hind legs throughout the entire body, including the front limbs and ultimately the respiratory system. Death can occur within a few hours when the respiratory system is affected because the muscles of the chest become paralyzed. So it's ex obviously extremely important to seek help for a pet who becomes lethargic and has difficulty moving around. Your veterinarian will take a thorough history of your pet's health and will need to know of any recent visits that you have made with your dog to wooded areas or other potentially tick-infested environments. Your veterinarian will also perform a complete physical examination and most importantly, will be looking very, very carefully throughout your pet's entire body for evidence of ticks. If a tick is found, it will be removed and sent to the laboratory to determine the species if necessary. If your veterinarian completes a CBC, a biochemistry profile, or a urinalysis, these results are oftentimes normal in a pet that's dealing with tick paralysis. In animals with respiratory symptoms, blood gases will also be determined to, to find out the extent of the problem. If the respiratory muscles are being affected, then your pet may be suffering from low oxygen levels and an elevated amount of carbon dioxide in her system. A chest x-ray may reveal an enlarged esophagus because that's secondary that happens commonly after animals really struggle to breathe. Pets with severe disease obviously will need to be hospitalized. Respiratory muscle paralysis is an immediate medical emergency that you need to seek care critically in order to save your dog's life. 
Obviously, locating and removing the tick is the first step that all veterinarians will take to prevent further release of toxins into your, into your pet's body. In some cases, this is the only treatment required and the dog will begin recovering. However, if with patients that have respiratory problems, sometimes there needs to be oxygen supplementation and sometimes artificial ventilation will be required to keep the pet breathing until this toxin is eliminated from your pet's body. Supportive care is given as necessary to treat dehydration. And there's also an antitoxin hyperimmune serum that can be given in really severe cases. Since the tick bite toxin is temperature sensitive, pets recovering from paralysis should be housed in a quiet, cool environment and physical activity should be really kept to a minimum to avoid increasing body temperature and increased uh, circulation. To prevent aspiration pneumonia, food and water will be withheld from paralyzed animals until they're mobile and they haven't vomited for 24 hours. The best way to prevent tick bite paralysis is to check for ticks daily. And don't overlook the areas on your pet's body where ticks really like to hide, like in between the toes, under, on the underside of the toes, in the ear flaps and crevices, and around the tail base, um, armpits as well. Daily tick checks, and even better, if you live in an endemic area or a high tick area, checking after every single time your dog comes in is just a really great habit to get into. And removing ticks immediately is very important if you find them as well. I do recommend that you use natural tick deterrents, and there are dozens on the market that you can pick from. Now remember, tick deterrents are not 100% effective 100% of the time, but they do make your dog less hospitable, less appealing for ticks. Um, I also recommend that you focus on improving your dog's overall immunologic health, which means feeding a species-appropriate diet that's naturally anti-inflammatory, but also being biologically appropriate improves your pet's overall immune function. If you find a tick, you need to remove it right away, but don't use your bare hands. I recommend that you use tweezers or uh, even better, a tick stick or a tick removing tool. Grasp the tick very close to your pet's skin uh, and remove the tick by gently pulling the tick away from your pet's body, making sure you get the head. Once it's off, you're going to flush the tick down the toilet and then you need to infect, disinfect the area that the tick bit with some soapy water or I, I use dilute povidone iodine, which is called betadine. I also recommend applying a drop of lavender oil to the tick bite when you're done. A lot of veterinarians or pet parents that uh, participate in homeopathy also use Leadum if their pet begins to exhibit any strange symptoms. Obviously, you will watch your pet for abnormal behavior or weakness in their rear limbs for several days after each tick bite. And obviously, if you notice any symptoms of anything concerning, you'll visit your veterinarian right away.